This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. There's about six or seven times every NFL season when Dan Orlovsky of ESPN does a breakdown. We really want to get him on to talk about. And uh, now is the time, ladies and gentlemen. We have him on. It's Radio Row. We're in Vegas. He is a tough guy to get on the air sometimes. <laughs> we, sometimes we think about getting on, and then we just book Obama instead. And he comes on. He's like, same guy. Pope a couple times. Like, yeah, a couple times we got the Pope. We're like, oh, we would get Arlovsky, but we'll just get the Obama or the Pope anyway. Uh, Obama, huh? Yeah, it's 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 easier to get him. That's but I'm first. fired up to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, appreciate your words. It's good to be with you. You are taller than I thought you were. Literally everybody says that. When we were just obviously down in the Pro Bowl, Disney, I'm walking around Disney World with my family and. You know, people come up and they're like, man, you're so much taller than I thought you were. And I always look at them like, dude, I, I, I was an unathletic quarterback in the NFL. I, I, it wasn't because I was short. <laughs> right. you know? so, I don't know why. I was thinking like that like 6'2", maybe, no. quarterback frame. Well, this part of like, it is because they make us adjust the chairs on TV all the time. So I look at the same height as, you know, Clark. Uh, you know RC yeah. or Laura or Mina. So it, that's, that's not reality. Danny, he's on that like, he's not quite on that Paxton Lynch. But like it's a, he's a very tall man wandering yeah. around here. Yeah, yeah. He's like Axton Lynch. Tall. It's just a little bit shy. Uh, <laughs> Dan, how do you bother Mahomes? Like, what's the prescription? Yeah, I, I think the, the big thing is you have to have the mindset of we've we got to try to win this football game with 90 seconds left on the clock. It's very old school, like Bill Belichick mindset. You've you got to force him to prove to you that he will just methodically be boring for four quarters. No elite talent wants that. No one does. Uh, I, I'll never forget the two things I learned from that whole process. One, going to play against New England and Peyton Manning kind of, you know, giving me advice. He was like, hey, what he tries to do to quarterbacks is just outgrind them and, and, and make you be patient and you're going to make a mistake at some point. So, philosophically you have to have that mindset and then the second thing is when I was with Matthew Stafford and you know just watching tape with him and he would attempt throws and so often hit them but attempt throws that I would sit there and be like why dude like you don't have to do that there's easier throws and he was like well you can make those throws I want to make the throws that you can't make you know and I I think you have to have that mindset of you're not going to give him the opportunity to make the cool throws or the fun throws and just force that patience and hope that he makes a mistake or you punch a ball out or their offensive line struggles. They don't make that play in the red zone. 
and you could keep the game in striking distance late. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN on Grant and Danny, the other starting quarterback in this game. The discourse on Brock Purdy's gotten kind of wild now. Sure. Where it feels like you got to sit in one of two camps, right? Either he's just some mediocre option who's propped up by everybody, or he's the MVP of the league. And there's probably a middle ground there somewhere. I mean, how should we be discussing him? Because it goes without saying to me, like, he might have the best play designer and caller and elite weapons all around him, but he still makes some huge plays. That guy scrambled for 50 yards in the second half yeah. of the NFC Championship. Yeah, I don't think it's as difficult as the conversation as so many of us have made it. I think he's an elite quarterback, okay? However you want to define elite, great, have at it. The way I define elite, the way I, I group elite is, if you're an elite quarterback, you are one of those guys that, it's one of two groups. Hey, when, when we're depleted a little bit on offense, hey, our starting left tackle out and our number one wide receiver's out we, for two weeks, three weeks, or, hey, our defense is down four starters, they're going to get 30 hung on up on You're good enough to carry us to a win or two in that stretch. You're good enough to make sure that we play at a level where we got a chance to win games. Those guys, there's like three of them on planet Earth, four of them on planet Earth. Or you're an elite quarterback when, you know, hey, the things that are around you are pretty darn healthy. Good play caller, you got good talent around you and you play at an awesome level you you statistically individually perform at high level we win a bunch of games there's those two groupings for me that are elite players he's firmly in that second group i don't know if he'll ever get into that first one i don't know if he has the has how many the, guys are in that I, I patrick firmly in there josh allen firmly in there lamar jackson firmly in there um i, I as i adore joe burrow yeah i haven't joe's never had to really play without like jamar or, or t and and whatnot. So I Could think be, he but can we haven't be seen it correct. Yet. You know. So I think. So how big's that other bucket then? It's not a giant bucket. Yeah. It just isn't. It's eight a or group. nine guys. I think that's high. You know. I okay. think it's a group of another six or seven guys. You know. And and I so think you think Purdy is like a top 10, 12 quarterback. In yeah. The and and the other aspect of it is this: if you compare everyone's, well, they, he went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he did. This defense ain't 2019's defense in San Francisco now. This is not that defense. We know Jimmy Garoppolo was a good player in 2019 that rode the backs of that defense to a Super Bowl. This is not that same unit. This unit isn't nearly as dominant. Brock Purdy is not riding the backs of a top two or top three defense to the Super Bowl. He has changed. I've, I've watched every snap of Kyle Shanahan's career in the NFL. I played under Kyle. I've watched him with Matt Schaub. I've watched him with Matt Ryan. I've watched him with... You know, Johnny Menzel, Kirk, yeah. this is the best this offense has looked. I'm not saying he's playing better than Matt Ryan because Matt's MVP or MVP. sick. But my goodness, he's playing at an incredibly high level. Dan Orlovsky with us here on G&D. Dan will be live on NFL Live from Las Vegas on Thursday and Friday, 4 to 5 Eastern. And he'll be on the Super Bowl call for fans in Australia and New Zealand. Very cool. First, congrats on that. Man, Work on really that cool. accent? You working on the Australian not, accent? N- you know, we've... As much as I like to speak in British and Australian accents, <laughs> the, yeah. I almost did it one time, and I got the old Dikembe Mutombo like, hey, don't do that. They may not take too kindly to that. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll speak in my high-pitched, not gone through puberty voice, j- just fine. Yeah, go with the don't insult the nation uh, yeah, yeah, approach I'm not to trying it, which to, I like. I'm not trying to piss people off. Uh, do that enough. Dan, Cliff Kingsbury's offense. What are we going to see kind of 2.0 here now in, in Washington? Do you expect them to be in shotgun as much as they were in Arizona? Was that a Kyler Murray thing or not. a Cliff thing? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was, well, Cliff's been in it a ton in his career, and certainly Kyler. This is what I've said about Cliff. Um, 
one, they ran the ball better in Arizona than people probably have their perspective of. They think Cliff Kingsbury, they think chuck and duck, run and gun, throw it all around. There is element of that, but they ran the ball better in, in Arizona than people probably think. Um, the, the thing that you like about Cliff is that Kyler played really well early on. Those first two years, Kyler played good football. He got that young player to play at a high level. You know, I think it was 60 total touchdowns, 20 interceptions in his first two seasons. So you like the fact that you got a coach who's been around a young, talented player and got him to immediately play at a high level. What you don't like is after that second year, there wasn't growth. There wasn't development from Kyler Murray. There wasn't that jump. So why? Was that a Kyler thing? Was it a Cliff thing? I think that's what Washington has got to figure out, and hopefully they already have, is you, you're, you're intrigued to think, okay, no matter the quarterback we get, we, we, we hope and expect he's going to play well. Cliff's got the, the background of that. But we, we don't want just a quarterback to come in and play well for two years. I want a guy that's going to be awesome for 10, 12, 15 years. What went wrong in the development of Kyler to stunt that kind of growth and process for him? How much have you studied the rookie class? Not much yet. Outside of calling some of their games, I've called every one of these guys' games except Caleb. I called Drake's games early on. I've called a couple of Jaden Dan- Shoot, I was calling Jaden Daniels' games. So A-State? Is- in- no, not A-State, but early 2022 LSU. Okay. And when they were like, hey, we might bench him. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, you know, so, just the overwhelming thing was like, he's got to trust stuff. So If Caleb goes 1-1 and Washington's at 2 and they're debating between May and Daniels, it's early in the process, but what's your thought? Yeah, it's early in the process. Um, I probably lean Drake. You know, I've been I've been a massive Drake is Big Ben. You know, he's he's got that backyard, um, you know, kind of freakazoid giant human element to him that you sit there and go sometimes like, hey, are you do you are you sure you know what you're looking at? But sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, it's Josh Allen ish as well. Sloppy mechanically, you can always fix that stuff. Um, he's got great work ethic. One of the things I try to make sure everyone understands is like Drake May wasn't this kid who went to North Carolina because he was under-recruited or he was this two-star that that was his best offer, a middle-of-the-pack ACC school. He could have gone anywhere in the country. He went to North Carolina because it's his, in his family's blood. I will say this. I haven't studied Jaden's last year yet, but what I have seen because I had to make some cuts – he just when I watched CJ last year, Stroud, the first thing that came to my med, mind was that dude is pure when it comes to throwing the ball from the pocket, just pure. That's the same type of thought I had with Jaden Daniels watching his some of his tape. Now, I've only done about a game and a half, two games, but when you watch him throw from the pocket, you go, that's just pure. It's a very pure stroke. We had to bump the Pope. So we could talk to Dan Orlovsky. Dan, thank you, buddy. Really appreciate the time, dude. Pleasure, guys. Thank you. Keep killing it on ESPN. Do a great job. Dan Orlovsky on Grant and Danny here on the fan. Next, we'll catch up with Mark Schlereth. Get his pick on Super Bowl 58. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.